Welcome to Into the Fire, a Burning Coal Theater Company podcast series. Hi, this is Jerome Davis. I'm the Artistic Director of Burning Coal Theater Company, and I'd like to welcome everyone to Into the Fire, the Burning Coal Theater Company podcast series on all things theatrical. We have a guest today, Jeremy Vance, who is stage managing our current production of Silent Sky by Lauren Gunderson, which runs December 1st through 18th at the Murphy School here uh, in Raleigh. Um, And uh, we'd like to welcome you, Jeremy, and talk a little bit about your um, extraordinary uh, position of stage manager. So Jeremy Vance, welcome to Into the Fire. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And uh, and thank you for working on this, I believe will be your third production at Burning Coal. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's back up just a little bit and ask, uh, first of all, because I'm always curious to know how people arrive at the, the place uh, uh, in life that they've found themselves in. How did you uh, get started working in theater? Was that something you were interested in from a very early age or did it happen later in life? How, how did that happen? Uh, yeah. So my exposure to theater uh, really started in high school. I mean, uh, I, I grew up in public schools and they took us to see shows all the time, but I never really had an interest in it until I, interestingly enough, took a French class. Um, we were required to have two language credits to graduate. And so I decided I couldn't stand spending any more time with my homeroom teacher and went the French route instead of Spanish. And the French teacher just happened to be uh, sort of in charge of the technical aspects of our um, theater department. And he took a liking to me uh, and sort of brought me into the fold. And I, I started working behind the scenes doing, you know, set changes and spots and everything like that. We didn't really have a, a concept of a stage manager in that department because it, it was a smaller theatrical department. But um, a lot of my friends moved on from that, went to college. And uh, when I started to look at what I was going to do sort of, you know, as my career, uh, I sort of forgot about the theater. I was looking at teaching and then uh, nothing, nothing really drew me in. And then I caught up with one of my friends from the theater department and he was Mm -hmm. like, you know, you'd be really good for this. You should try it. And so I, uh, yeah. How long ago was that? uh... Oh, that would have been uh 2016 so six years now six years now yeah long enough to know better (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, so so no one else in your family was uh was interested in theater um or the arts or or were they uh no not that i can recall um i don't know that there's a no there's not a lot of support for the arts um sort of for me and and my background uh so it it is it is sort of something that sets me apart from my family right that's uh, often the case i think uh um, with with me i uh i I found out very late in life like after i turned 50 that i had a a grandparent who was a minister but he would always when he moved to a new town he was a methodist minister you know so every two years they would move him somewhere else and he would always start a 
a theater group uh, when he when he went to the other town, which I had not known for most of my life. Uh, but prior to that, I, I was in the same boat. I felt like, how in the world did this happen? Uh, so somewhere back along your family tree, there might be uh, might be some somebody lurking. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you, uh, so did you, uh, you, I assume you did not study stage management in college. Is, is that correct? Oh, no, I did. Um, that was did. sort of that conversation. My friend was at ECU for theater and he said, look, I, I just know your personality. And I think that this is a program that would really benefit you and you'd probably be good for it. And I, I feel like he was right. I, I jumped right in. I uh, signed up for ECU's theater um, program, specifically studying stage management. And here I am. Was there a lot of uh, competition or is, is it seems to me that that's a job that is absolutely critical and, and very um, creative in many ways, but it's uh, not something that that artists tend to gravitate toward. Did you find that there as well? Or, or were there a lot of uh, uh, good uh, students in that program when, while you were there? Uh, no, it was definitely a, a small group of us uh, kind of keeping the program afloat. Um, it, it didn't really have a proper uh, a proper faculty position until my senior year. They, they finally filled that position again. Um, so there were only about six or seven of us in the program, but um, so it was relatively competitive between us because we, you know, between the six of us, we were trying to figure out who was going to be running the main stage shows and who was going to do all the smaller things off to the side and stuff like that. So very competitive. That's a, that's a larger uh, co cohort than I remember at college uh, myself. Um, so uh, it seems like that. And, and now do they have a degree or, or a minor in stage management or how, do, how does that work at ECU? Yeah. So my degree is a, a BFA in theater arts and then you concentrate from there. So I have a concentration in stage management mm -hmm. um, and they have since I've graduated, created a minor in um, uh, stage management as well. Uh, and a, from what I'm told, that's quite popular. There are a lot of students picking that up, which is good because I think they have less majors now, but with the minors, they're able to support this, uh, um, the program. That's, that's good, yeah. Yeah, well, I hear nothing but good stuff about ECU's uh, theater program overall. I'm, I'm um, <clears throat> glad to hear that they have a minor in stage management. And because, uh, I, again, I just think it's such a critical uh, function. Um, Absolutely. What does a stage manager do for, for those who only know of theater through what they experience after they buy their ticket and take their seat in the auditorium? Uh, the stage manager with the odd, uh, um, uh, you know, alternative uh, of something like um, our town, but generally speaking, the stage manager is not visible uh, uh, to the audience uh, or the, the workings of the stage manager. What, what, do, what does the stage manager do? How would you describe it without going into the gruesome details too much? Right. Um, the, what I always tell people is that a stage manager is the man behind the curtain, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, we, we keep the show uh, running we're supposed to maintain the integrity um, so we we assist in uh, organizing and that's that's scheduling and things like that creating paperwork to to make sure that everything's in line um, and then 
we execute that. We, we do our best to create a safe environment uh, that uh, ultimately fulfills the vision of the director and the designers. Uh, yeah, it's just sort of this outside um, sort of trying to rein everything in and keep everything moving forward, um, dealing with issues, things like that. Yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think that you're more... Um uh in in line with the the tech uh uh elements uh, uh or more in line with the artistic elements I, I i don't know that there's that much delineation but but typically when 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 we are forced to like when we're filling out grants and we're forced to put the the budget for the stage manager in into a line item it goes under the technical theater uh, side rather than the artistic side. I'm wondering, uh, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like it's more of an artistic job, more of a technical job, more of an administrative job? Um, yeah, I think it's it's sort of administrative arts. Uh, I, I always approach it from a more artistic viewpoint. I think that the more traditional style is very technical. Uh, but I definitely view it as, uh, I view the role of a stage manager as artistic as, you know, a designer or, um, because I think it takes a, a certain artistic finesse to under, to be able to understand, you know, the, the design and the, the vision and everything and to maintain that, like, we're not imposing our will by any means, um, in that, but being able to take that on and help to maintain and, push that forward um but absolutely administrative as well just because we tend to you know aid in uh scheduling and managing budgets sometimes things like that um so yeah I, i'd say administrative arts is administrative artistic is the best way to describe it for me and um when when uh, one uh thinks of uh, actors, you know, we, we talk a lot, especially in the film world, but maybe uh, in the theater world as well, we talk about uh, actors selecting a part, um, uh, you know, or a director who selects a play that is particularly meaningful for them. Do you approach what you do that way? I mean, do you, do you think, uh, um, the the this play means something to me, and so I want to do it. Or this play doesn't speak to me, and so I don't want to do it. Or or um, uh, or is it is the function that you serve less about that? I'm just I'm curious because it's it's not something we we hear. You know, stage managers are not typically uh, ask their opinion about about uh, you know uh, plays or about roles uh, how do you how do you approach what you choose to do um is it first come first served or how, how do you approach that um yeah i absolutely uh ask myself um why this play why now that was something i was taught in um in college and, and i like to to see what a play or musical can do for me and sometimes that's something as simple as fun um like this is something that is fun. It's, it's, you know, enriching um, the youth or something along those lines. But when it comes to plays, I want to find and, and work with pieces that are going to challenge me and, and 
helped me to develop as a person. And my former experience with uh, Lauren Gunderson at Burning Coal when we did INU, I, I was just so touched by her writing. Um, so when you when you presented this project, I was I didn't know much about the show, but I was absolutely on board because I know that Lauren Gunderson speaks to me. So yeah, I like to I absolutely like to look at the work that's being done and see if it aligns with my artistic values. Mm -hmm. Have you worked in other um, areas of the theater uh, other than stage management? Uh, in, in college, I did dabble in design. I actually have a minor in design and production with a concentration in costume design. Uh, and I did a, a two-hander that was a fun project that we took to uh, a local theater in downtown Washington, North Carolina, uh, the Turnage Theater. Um, mm -hmm. And it was the turn of the screw. Uh, it was a two-hander. It was very interesting because one character plays um, the governess and the other actor is the other, all the other characters, <laughs> everyone mm -hmm. else. Um, and I, I did do the lighting design for that. And I, I was personally impressed with my work, given the limitations of that uh, that light plot. Yeah, that's uh, that's a show that really needs needs the atmosphere. Uh, yes. If you're, uh, if you're touring it or moving it into an unfamiliar space, then you can't do that with scenery uh, as much. I guess uh, uh, costumes, sound, and lighting would be the the primary functions. Um, uh, and and just out of curiosity, have you worked with other theaters outside the Raleigh area um, other than your work in college? Um, the, the only other work that I've done outside of the Raleigh area was uh, I spent two summers in college in uh, New York at the Stage Door Manor Performing Arts Center uh, as a counselor stage manager for them. And that I think that is where I get my connection to youth theater and, you know, the understanding that some shows might not necessarily have this big message, but they are still a way for children to access theater. Sure. Is, is that up in the Catskills or where? where was yes. That? Yeah. Up in Lock Sheldrake in the Catskills. Absolutely gorgeous up there. Um, I do miss it. <laughs> yeah. I'll bet uh, that's uh, that, that is a lovely part of the country. Um, um, I'm curious if there are other artists who um, who are inspirational to you as a stage manager, as an administrative artist, uh, be they stage managers or, or uh, other walks of life, or maybe even people that aren't in the theater per se. Yeah, um, so I'd say that one of the, the artists that truly caught my eye um, in college, in my studies, was uh, David Corrins, the the production designer for uh, Hamilton and um, uh, Dear Evan Hansen. He did Beetlejuice. Uh, he just had a very specific philosophy towards the arts, and that was that everything needs to be designed. I remember I was reading that he was he was driving through a poorly irrigated parking lot and like his car was going through a big puddle and he had that thought. He was like, everything needs to be designed. And I, I feel that <laughs> I really like uh, the all encompassing feeling of his um, production design philosophy uh, is sort of how I approach stage management. Cause again, uh, I'm sort of a liaison between everyone. And 
sort of being able to look at all parts equally and have that understanding and that artistic drive towards each element um, so that I'm as invested in scenic as I am in lighting. Uh, that's, that's something that I really connect with. Um, so David Corrins is definitely a big um, influence on my work yeah. or approach. Um, Lucy, Lucy Jane Atkinson, who <laughs> I met through you, uh, yeah. she she really changed my life. Um, in college, I was all about the big musicals. I was, I was ready to, you know, go off to some theater and just deal with casts of 40 or 50 people and just keep doing that for the rest of my life because that's what I was trained to do at ECU. Um, and then I came and did a two-hander with, uh, with Lucy and I got to see the, the level of intimacy that you get in that room with, um, with those actors and, uh, her approach was so so engaging um, and so thought provoking, and mm -hmm. I, I just feel like I learned a lot about myself and what I want from theater through her. Very good, uh, and um, because Lucy's a director, I think it's probably a little bit less uh, possible to easily describe. But with David Corrins, is there a way to describe his aesthetic, like the the what about it? appeals to you is it is it you know it, everything must be designed as a is a broad idea but within that is is there an aesthetic um point of view that that appeals to you with with his work uh yeah it's um it's the it's the details for me and uh so specifically with hamilton um the idea that the entire set changes throughout the show um, you know, they have these brick, um, I think they had these brick walls that were kind of building up around the scaffolding through the show. And then the, the notion of taking away all of the, um, the props that we see in the early, in the first act, all the, you know, the cannon walls and things like that and replacing everything with maps and compasses and globes. And it, it kind of showed um, the idea of they're moving from one phase to another. And I just uh, love that level of detail. Uh, for Beetlejuice, there were cross sections of the wall that were just filled with these microcosms of Tim Burton's aesthetic, um, these little worlds within worlds, which is so Beetlejuice, you know, from, from the movie. This is that idea of stepping in and out of these different realms. Um, it's just like the, the attention to them, down to the, the smallest detail, everything matters. For me, I mean, that that boils into my work from from my approach to line notes and things like that. Like the specificity of language for each playwright is is important, and I I get down to the nitty gritty. I will I will make sure that you maintain that conjunction. That's my my goal. Um, so like just being able to to hone in on just those tiny details that most people would absolutely forget. What, uh, what's the hardest part of that? Um, I, I, maybe that varies from show to show, but uh, is, is there a consistently difficult area to, to accomplish that? I would say that the, for me, the hardest part of a show is absolutely specificity of language um, because actors come to you with so many varying levels of of memorization and each role has, you know, different, like different amounts of text that they all have to memorize. 
Um, and you don't always like finding the time in the rehearsal process to, to do that correction mm -hmm. is very difficult. And that depends a lot on, you know, your staff, the size of the, um, the cast and such. So I've, I always find that that's a struggle for me because I have to spend, you know, every show with my nose in the book and I'm watching these lines sort of slip away and it, uh, it's a little sad to me, um, but I understand that the actors just don't necessarily have that, um, that time. And if they don't get the, um, you know, the, the aid that stage managers can provide with line notes, then it, uh, yeah. it's not really anyone's fault. Well, there's uh, there's a, also a broad idea. I think it's probably more prominent in film than in, in the theater, but uh, that idea that, um, uh, improvisation means um, more uh, natural uh, response, right? Uh, that that if you're if you're winging it, um, that that you're going to be responding in a more natural way, which I don't personally believe is is true. Um, but I believe that it takes an, an an inordinate amount of work on the part of the actor to get the lines down so thoroughly that when they speak them, it feels Im improvisational in nature. Uh, it feels like an organic response to something, but you have to, you have to not be thinking too much about the, the line. Uh, you know, you can't be um, thinking what, what comes next, you know, you have to just respond. And the only way you can do that is if you really, really uh, have them uh, committed to, to memory. And, and that takes time uh, and time is um, is a valuable commodity in most of our lives these days, particularly in the the type of theater that we work in, where uh, although the actors are being paid, um, they are not being paid enough to live on, and so they have to commit to daytime jobs, and many of them have families as well. So there's a there is a I think there is a reason for that, but I agree that it's uh, that it's a big hurdle and. Um, particularly with a writer um, as, who, who chooses language as specifically as Lauren Gunderson does. You know, her, her words don't feel casual to me. They feel uh, very um, complimentary of each other. And, and so, um, so, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. Uh, Jeremy, uh, last uh, question, if I may. Um, um, so if a young person is interested in getting into stage manager management or thinks they might be, what, uh, what sort of advice would you give now that you have uh, a, a, a professional career under your belt and are starting to work quite a lot in our area? Do you have words of advice for, for the younger generation coming up? Yeah, I would say uh, seek out every opportunity that you can if you don't have a theater program at your school. There are a lot of, especially in the Raleigh area, there are a lot of um, youth programs out there uh, that can, that really need the, the technical support uh, because it is such an under, uh, underrepresented position. Uh, and if, if somebody, if, if, a, if, a, uh, if a youth is interested in that, I think that all they need to do is go and look for it. And, most of most of the people in my position are more than willing to to take them under our wings and teach, um, start assistant stage managing, and and then just 
work your way up and and yeah. figure out what it is that you want from that position uh and go for it uh mm-hmm. you don't yeah. yeah do you recommend that that somebody in that position learn about other aspects of, of theater as well yeah i think that it's important to take in um take in all the different fields of the theater because uh, if nothing else, it harbors a better understanding for what everyone else is going through and for what they need, because you absolutely need to be able to accommodate all those different areas. And if you understanding is going to help that accommodation 100 percent. Yeah. That's right. I, I couldn't agree more on, on that point. Uh, I, I frankly think directors need to do that and and uh, designers as well. Um and and probably actors too, uh, uh, yeah. but, uh, but definitely uh, definitely those behind the table, as as they say. Uh, Jeremy, uh, thank you very much for joining us today on Into the Fire. Your your work has been terrific over the last several shows, and um, and we look forward to to the opening of um, uh, Silent Sky by Lauren Gunderson, which opens next week, uh, Jan- uh, sorry, December first and runs through December 18th here at Burning Coal Theater. Tickets are available at burningcoal.org or at 919-834-4001. Jeremy Vance, stage manager, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening. This Burning Coal production is sponsored by The Classical Station. Listen at 89.7 FM or online at theclassicalstation.org. Our production of Silent Sky will run from December 1st to the 18th. For tickets and information, visit us at burningcoal.org or give us a call at 919-834-4001.